Hello, and welcome for another episode of the Guerrilla Radio Podcast. Today, we'll discuss about the RCMP history, its connections to the Indian Act, and how that shapes the actions the RCMP takes when confronting indigenous peoples to this day. Know your enemy. Canada, as a part of the British Empire, was a settler colony with many agents of colonization, missionaries, settlers and British officers. These agents are still present in modern Canadian power structure and state, in many systems aimed at keeping the status quo regarding the treatment of indigenous people, and the RCMP is one of them. It's nothing new that the RCMP has a bad reputation in the indigenous community. Its purpose, upon creation, was to protect the white man from First Nations threatened by the progress European colonizers were making on their land, land that was originally protected by the Royal Proclamation. Any lands, whatever which, not having been ceded to or purchased by us as aforesaid, are reserved to the said Indians. However, this approach to the relationship between the indigenous and the colonizer changed with the British North America Act, now known as the Constitution Act, that gave the government authority to enact laws regarding the indigenous population and their lands, marking the beginning of an era of systemic violence against indigenous communities. The Mounties were a part of this new system, protecting the lands of the white settlers and subjugating the indigenous peoples, as did the Indian Act. This construct remains to this day. For example, on April 8th of this year, a 17-year-old Inuk Denny girl was severely injured by the RCMP on an arrest for underage drinking. Quotes are corners on APN News. A dislocated kneecap and a torn ACL are just some of the injuries a mother claims her daughter sustained after an incident with the White Horse RCMP. Now her mother, Brianne Gagnon, wants answers on what happened. It's heartbreaking. As a parent, you put trust in public servant and I feel like it's failed. RCMP officers attempted to put Ginyon in the back of a cruiser and take her to a holding cell where she could sober up. Though her daughter doesn't recall what happened because she was intoxicated, Ginyon says RCMP officers told her her daughter was resisting arrest and sustained her injuries in the process. Ginyon's daughter was never charged. She says her daughter was hospitalized the night of the incident, but her family wasn't informed until she was discharged 12 hours later. She says the RCMP have been dismissive about the incident, even calling it an accident. From its inception, the role of the RCMP was greatly influenced by the Indian Act perpetuating institutional racism directed at Canada's First Nations, the Act passed just three years after the establishment of the Northwest Mounted Police, RCMP's original name, establishing from the beginning the RCMP as a primary resource in enforcing the Indian Act and its violence towards the indigenous peoples. The RCMP was also integral in sending children to residential schools and suppressing resistance from the natives. The Indian Act and the RCMP are part of the systemic racism and violent control over indigenous communities in Canada, with the Indian Act's legacy is still evident in the RCMP's operation today. The misogyny in the Indian Act is still present in the modus operandi of the RCMP, with indigenous women suffering from higher rates of violence compared to other women in Canada. 
According to the report, the toxic culture of the RCMP by the Canadian Feminist Alliance for International Action, Indigenous women are the fastest growing prison population in Canada, representing 50% of the federal prison population, although they are only 5% of the total population of women in Canada. Within prisons, indigenous women are over-securitized, disproportionately subjected to the use of force and no progress has been made on sexual coercion and violence in federal prisons. The RCMP is also dismissive of cases of abuse, violence, disappearing and murder of indigenous women, exemplified in the Robert Picton case. The OPA report found critical mistakes throughout the RCMP and VPD investigation. The National Inquiry Final Report documents first-hand accounts of violence, discrimination and abuse perpetrated by the RCMP officers against indigenous women and girls. These testimonies also reveal RCMP apathy and improper investigative responses relating to violence committed against indigenous peoples, especially women and girls. The report also highlights a key fact one that is noted in all the other reports on this subject since its creation, the RCMP has been known for its abuse of and discrimination against indigenous women and girls. The Northwest Mounted Police, whose task was to assert colonial control over indigenous peoples, actively engaged in practices that sexualize, dehumanize and villainize indigenous women and girls. Allegations of MWMP misconduct and violence against indigenous women and girls were ignored and often discredited because the police investigated their own members, a practice that continues to this day in the RCMP. For Canada to continue its path of reconciliation with the indigenous communities, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police must undergo profound and meaningful change, as the organization has failed to hold itself accountable for its ongoing issues of systemic racism, sexism and other forms of violence and discrimination. In the book, 21 Things You May Not Know About the Indian Act, Bob Joseph writes, Put it simply, the Indian Act was designed for a specific purpose of getting rid of the Indian problem that no longer exists in a country committed to reconciliation. The focus should now be on dismantling the Indian Act, moving towards self-government in an orderly and timely fashion and creating a self-governing future for indigenous peoples outside of the Indian Act. Therefore, for Canada to move towards this future, it is necessary to dismantle the structures that have shared this purpose since its foundation. The RCMP fundamentally opposes the idea of indigenous self-governance as it is an instrument for the state to impose western-style policy on indigenous people. Despite many suggested reforms such as increased indigenous representation within the RCMP, little has been done to address the exclusion of indigenous in issues affecting their own communities. A complete rebuild of the organization is necessary to ensure meaningful change that benefits the RCMP and protects indigenous lives. I've been your host, Hector San, and we were the enemy. Lights out.